This morning we invite you back to the book of James chapter 2. The book of James chapter 2. We're going to read the first 13 verses once again for your hearing. James chapter 2, beginning with verse number 1. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you, and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which you are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said... Do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For ye shall have judgment without mercy, that has showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of these verses. This morning we continue on with that of our study of uh, the book of James. And as we do, the subject that is before us is still uh, the subject of the sin of partiality. Uh, This whole first section, which is verses 1 through 13, James deals uh, with uh, this sin. Now, In our study thus far, we've considered verses 1 through 7. First four verses of the chapter, James called upon the brethren to not have the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. He told them that this does not match up with that of one who is a believer in Jesus Christ. He told them, Do not do this. That was in verse number 1. Verses 2 and 3, he then proceeded to give us a description of what he meant by that of partiality. And he gave the example of a a poor man and a rich man in those verses and how they were both dealt with as they entered into that of their assembly. And then in verse number 4, James rebuked the brethren for that of this sin. 
kind of implying that this is what was going on amongst that of the brethren. And verses 5 through 7, which we covered last week, James, in these verses, number 1, told us partiality is wrong because it is contrary to God's will. It's contrary to God's will. And then secondly, he told us that partiality is contrary. It's wrong because it is contrary to that of common sense. Now, in both examples, or both sections there, uh, in verse 6 and then in verses 6 and 7, James, he gives that of uh, an example. Uh, And in the first one, partiality is wrong because it's contrary to God's will. He pointed out that God is no respecter of persons. And he gave uh, that of the illustration or the example, uh, the truth of election. And then in verses 6 and 7, partiality is contrary to common sense. He spoke about the fact that the rich, they were the ones that brought that of them into that of the courts and under that of judgment. They were the ones that treated them wrongly. So, you know, it was totally against common sense uh, to show them preference uh, uh, in light of this very thing. Now, this morning, our focus is going to be on that of verses 8 through 11. Verses 8 through 11. We'll read those verses. James writes, If ye fulfill the royal law according to the Scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. Now, the subject of these verses is partiality breaks the law of God. Partiality breaks the law of God. You'll note in verse number 9, James, he writes, If ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law or convicted of the law as transgressors. In other words, James tells these dear brethren, if you show respect to individuals, you are breaking God's law. You're transgressing God's law. Subject this morning is partiality breaks the law of God. And basically, if you look at the uh, flow of the text here, last week we had why partiality is wrong. And of course, James gave a couple reasons there as to why it's wrong. And then this section that is before it, verses 8 through 11, gives us. Again, that of another reason why partiality is wrong. 
it breaks the law of God. Now, as we consider our verses this morning, let us once again take note of who James is addressing. Who James is addressing. He is addressing the brethren. Verse number one, my brethren, he writes. They were brethren. They were Jewish brethren. They were Jewish brethren according to the flesh. They were professing brethren. He says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. Now, I say to you, they were professing brethren. In other words, they were ones who had publicly made a profession of faith that they were believers in Jesus Christ. But as we all know, just because one makes a profession of faith doesn't necessarily mean that they are ones who are truly believers. For there are some who profess they with their mouth they say yes I believe in Jesus or I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ but their lives deny the very fact no different in that of James day than what it is in that of our day so that needs to be kept in mind and I believe as we've looked at James chapter 1 and as we looked at this section as before us We've seen that James, in the back of his mind or in the, uh, the back of the writings that he has given to us, the implication is, is that James knew that there was perhaps some like that. Oh, they were all for that of making a profession that they were believers. But in that of their speech, in that of their deeds, they denied the very fact. There were some among them like that, most likely. Just like there are today amongst that of those who are professors of faith in Jesus Christ. And note he says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ and Lord of glory with respect to persons. Then down in verse number 5, he writes, Hearken, my beloved brethren. These ones were dear unto James. He had an affection for them. He cared about them. So in summary, James was addressing those who were professing Jewish brethren, ones who were Jews that believed in Jesus Christ. And they were dear to him, according to the flesh and in that of the Lord. Now James in these verses which are before us are going to tell these dear brethren what they are doing by that of showing respect, by showing that of discrimination is a very serious matter. It is serious, number one, because God's law is to be obeyed. God's law is to be obeyed. 
Verse 8, James begins. He says, If he fulfill the royal law according to the Scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well. You do well, he writes. Now, as we look at verse number 8, the first thing that you'll note here is, is that we have the little word, if, if, if he fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. If you look down in verse number nine, we have another if. If you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. We have two if statements in verses 8 and 9 here. An if statement, if you're familiar with that of doing Excel worksheets, you know that an if statement, it gives that of a statement and then uh, there's kind of a true and false and then the consequences or the results. James here uh, uses an example of an if statement here. It's if this is true, then this is the consequence or the result. And in the first one, it has to do with that of the keeping of the royal law. He says, if he fulfill the royal law according to the Scriptures, note at the very end of verse 8, he says, you do well. This is the results. This is the result of that of keeping the law. But in verse number 9, he goes on to say, but if he have respect to persons, he says, you commit sin and you are a transgressor of the law. So there's consequences in both of these if statements. Now, the first statement here has to do with that of, that of the law of God, the royal law as it is described here, and that of doing it. If ye fulfill the royal Law. What is the law? James has spoken of the law already once in the epistle. Back in chapter 1 and in verse number 25, he told the brethren, he says, But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a neglectful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. The law that James speaks of there in verse 25, it is a law that is perfect. It's perfect. Well, we would expect it to be perfect because the law that James speaks of is that of God's law. And God is perfect. But he goes on to also describe it as that of the law of liberty. The law of liberty. 
it sets free. It gives freedom. In keeping it, we are free. Free to do. Do that which is right. Here in our text, in verse number 8, this law is spoken of as the royal law. This law is not just any law, we would say to you. The word royal here speaks of that of that which would be with regards to that of one who would have royalty in their veins. Or one who would be that of a king. And the king's law. And beloved, that's what we have here before us. It's the king's law that is being spoken of here. It is a law that is an authoritative law. Authoritative because of the one whose law it is. It's God's law. He says, if ye fulfill. The word fulfill comes from a Greek word which means to complete, to obey, to keep. If ye fulfill or keep, obey the royal law, he says, you do well. In other words, you do that which is right. For it is right. God's law is to be obeyed. God's law is to be obeyed. If He fulfilled the royal law according to the Scripture. This law that James speaks of, as I've already said, is not just any law. But it's the law of the King. It is an authoritative law, and beloved, it is according to the Scriptures. Or in other words, it is found in the Scriptures. Not only is it found in the Scriptures, it is defined in the Scriptures. Now in the Greek, there is no article here. But in our translation, there is. You'll note, if you fulfill the royal law. In the Greek, there is no article. If you fulfill royal law according to the Scripture, what is the royal law? We ought to desire to know what the royal law is that we might do well that we might obey beloved God. Well, I believe James makes it very clear here what the royal law is. He says, if he fulfilled the royal law according to the Scripture, what is it? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ye do well. Wow. Right there in front of us. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
In Leviticus chapter 19, let's turn there. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse number 18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. These are the words of Jehovah God. The I Am. It's His law. And it's declared, beloved, here. Go back up in verse 15. Ye shall do no uprightness or unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. Told in Matthew chapter 25 or 22 of that of a lawyer who came unto the Lord and he said, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these hang all the law. Now, what did the Lord mean by that? On these two hang all the law. The first and great commandment had to do with that of our duty towards God. The second one had to do with that of our duty with regards to our fellow man. The question, who is my neighbor? Jesus answered it in that of the Gospel of Luke chapter 10 as He gave the parable of the Good Samaritan. And if you read that parable, you find that Jesus, as He gives forth the parable, He points out that the answer to the question, who is my neighbor, is whoever crosses that of my path. Whoever crosses my path, whether it be a Jew, whether it be that of a Gentile, whether it be that of a Samaritan, whoever crosses that of my path and is in need, he's my neighbor and I ought to help him. If he fulfill the royal law according to Scriptures, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well. You do that which is right.
So it's a serious matter which is before us because we're to obey God's commandments. And God's commandments or God's law declares that we are to love our neighbor, James says. But secondly, showing partiality breaks the law of God. It breaks the law of God. And that's where we come to that of the second F here in our text. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. We have the but there, don't we? A but of contrast. The but of contrast is between that of one who obeys the law, who loves his neighbor, and one who does not. One who discriminates. One who shows that of respect to one and not to another. He says, but if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Ye commit sin. Sin. Missing the mark. Sin, the transgression of the law of God. Transgression of violation. Going beyond the boundary. Now, beloved, remember what I what we did in the very beginning? We noted who James is writing to. He's writing to those who are believers in Jesus Christ. He says, if you keep the royal law, you do well, but if you show respect to persons, you commit sin and you're a transgressor. You're a violator of the law. And that's serious. That's serious. We come to verses 10 and 11. And James writes, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. The matter before us is serious because we are to obey God's command. To show respect or discrimination is to break God's law. Thirdly, there are no minor violations of God's law. There are no minor violations of God's law. Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point he is guilty of 
all. The law of God is interconnected. It's like that of a fence that one would put up upon that of a piece of property. It goes around that of the property. It's all connected. Perhaps the fence was put up to keep people out or perhaps to keep that of animals in. But it's all connected and it's connected for a purpose because if there is a break, it's going to either allow the animals out or allow someone to come in. And if, it's, if there's a break, beloved, it's a break in that of the fence. You say, well, it's just that little spot. But really, it's more than just that spot. It's a break in that of the entire fence. Likewise, if we take that of a pane of glass and we just break that of a, or we attempt to break just a little piece of it at that of the corner of it. You hit the corner of it, it all shatters. The breaking of God's law is an affront upon that of God. Whether it be that of the minutest breaking of His law or that of one that we would consider really a large, you know, a big command. We speak of small and big, don't we? Commandments. We think of sin as being small or big. But you see, beloved, in the sight of God, sin is sin. In the sight of God, God's law, beloved, it's one. You break one, even though it may be a small, small law. It's the breaking of His law. Yes, it is showing disrespect unto God. Verse 11, he writes, For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. Various writers, they talked about the two commandments that James brings up here before us. As to perhaps the reason why James used them. But they all say that really there's nothing definitive as we look at what James here is telling us I believe what James is telling us is is, is that you know you break one you break them you break them all you're, you're guilty of the law of God as a whole it doesn't matter which one it is whether it be that of the commandment 
to not commit adultery or commit that of murder. Both of them are the breaking of God's law. And so likewise, to not show love to our neighbor, to show that of discrimination against one over another is the breaking of God's law. And that is a serious, serious matter. James in verses 12 and 13, which we'll consider later on, writes, So speak ye and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy that has showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. Did you know that you're going to be judged? Did you know that you're going to be judged according to God's law? Note what James writes. So speak ye and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of I don't want you going home thinking that this judgment has to do with the child of God with regards to salvation because we know that salvation as in Jesus Christ is secure. Beloved, that does not remove the fact that we're going to stand before our Master. We're going to stand before our Master. And how would that be? Um, we have a closing hymn on the back of the bulletin. So I stand.
Thank you. 